And that's the news from RTHK. Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. I'm Danny Kittings. Your guest presenter this morning is Paul Zimmerman. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Danny. On today's Back Chat, we'll be discussing what else? Yesterday's policy address. Mm -hmm. Chief Executive John Lee outlined a wide range of measures from $20,000 handouts to promote fertility to cutting stamp duty to boost the stock and property markets, as well as a task force to address the issue of subdivided flats. In a more than three-hour-long speech, Mr. Lee also said that patriotic education will be integrated into the local education system to help strengthen national identity. And Mr. Lee also vowed his administration will complete legislation on national security under Article 23 of the Basic Law next year. So what do you think of the policy address? How effective will the measures he outlined be? And what else would you have liked to see? You can let us know what you think. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. You can email us at backchat at rthkrhk. Or you can call us on 233-88266. And on that last point, the number 233-88266 is also the number tomorrow if you want to put your own questions directly to the Chief Executive. That's right, the uh, Chief Executive will be here at RTHK Radio Free an hour earlier than this, just before back chat, uh, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, and we'll be taking phone calls. Uh, uh, usually only taking calls live on air, not reading our emails. So if you want to uh, put a question directly to the Chief Executive tomorrow, That's then call to, yeah, call to, uh, I think mm. you called last year, didn't you, Paul? Oh, of course, I always <laughs> tried to put a call in, but I'm on the flight to call tomorrow. Okay, so, but if you want to, and from past experience the earlier you call the more likely you will Absolutely. be able to get on air okay but let's um, continue our, our discussion setting the scene for that um, um, by looking at the policy address today our guests as we are uh, in the first section of the program which we discussed the policy address and we have james sung who's the founding director of the progress and perfection research institute uh, and we have hannah jung hannah jung is head of valuation advisory services at colliers uh, good morning uh, let's go to um, james sung first uh, uh, James Sung, this, as I mentioned, this is a uh, long policy address, uh, close, <laughs> close to three and a half hours, actually. The chief executive had to sit down, didn't he? I know, uh, it's one of my years on a chair. It's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, if it's three and a half hours, what, what would you expect? Um, yeah, uh, just, just, just tell us uh, just your succinct uh, sort of um, uh, one-minute uh, summary of what you made of it, uh, James Sung. Yeah, I think this is a very ambitious uh, plan to revive the economy, uh, to boast up the spirit of the Hong Kong people, and uh, showing that there are lots of uh, a long-term plan to, uh, uh, to push forward uh, the economic growth of Hong Kong. Uh, so I think this is a quite uh, aggressive. So it's, no, think- it's no easy task for John Lee. Uh, so he has to explain more in detail oh. to the Hong Kong people why this will be success. Yeah? Because there are many, many cooperation projects across the border with mainland, especially with Shenzhen and Guangdong. This is no easy task. It's it very look- difficult mm-hmm. and challenging for the official in Hong Kong. So, James, it looks like it's ambitious in, in, in the detail, but is it, what's, you know, what, what are you, the three big ones in here for you? Yeah, for example, uh, there will be a drug approval authority for new Chinese medicine registration as license to sell. <laughs> this is quite interesting. Was it interesting uh, or a big one? I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, uh, we've yeah, been a Chinese but, medicine center for a long time, isn't it? I mean, Chung uh, Shi yeah, started is, that. Uh, they, they need to cooperate with uh, Shenzhen mm. and Guangdong in order to uh, uh, have more new medicines uh, to be licensed. And it's interesting that uh, more development of new generation medical equipment, uh, medical equipment is uh, 
very useful for hospital. This is a new uh, production, uh, a new direction. This will also need to cooperate with the uh, the mainland. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's quite challenging uh, because uh, the Hong Kong official uh, is not quite well to communicate with uh, the mainland. Ah, okay. uh, and other real challenging thing is that uh, there are lots of new initiatives, new measures uh, under uh, the new, uh, new policy. So you need to have many working groups and new office to be set up for various new policy functions. My question is that where are the talents from? Uh, we are shortage of talent in Hong Kong, so oh. we need to recruit more talent from overseas. But this time, there are numerous uh, offices to be set up. Hmm. So uh, I think it, uh, the government have to find out more talents uh, to fill out those poses. Quite challenging. Yeah, this is not. Yeah. I, see, I see that, James. And then for the uh, cooperation with uh, the mainland, uh, you see that there are a lot of new initiatives, like the Chinese medicine is just one example, but there's a lot of initiatives to work across the boundary. Uh, do we have yeah. the capacity in government to do this? Do we have enough people to do it? Do we have enough talent to do yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly the, the, the question. Uh, because uh, to cooperate with the Big Bay Area and other provinces of China uh, is quite uh, uh, pressing jobs for uh, the Hong Kong government. This is very challenging. Uh, we also have to set up more office in uh, Middle East, in Southeast Asia, as well as in the United States and Europe. Uh, where are those uh, middle-ranking to senior-ranking officers from? This is uh, quite uh, uh, challenging. Yeah. So I think John have to explain to the general public, uh, are we ready? for uh, the setting up of so many new offices. Okay, we're discussing the uh, policy address. You just heard James Sung from the uh, Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Um, uh, let's focus on the issue of housing in the policy address. One of the um, most widely expected measures announced in the policy address yesterday was the reduction in the uh, so-called spicy measures, the buyer stamp duty and new residential uh, stamp duty, which both substantially increase the uh, cost of um, buying a property. Uh, joining us is Hannah Jung from uh, Colliers. Uh, Hannah Jung, what, what did you make of uh, these and the other housing measures in the policy address? Good morning, Danny. Good morning. Um, the, the main thing was really the, about stamp duty. So there were three categories. One was uh, double stamp duty or that Valorem stamp duty reduction, buyer stamp duty reduction, and also special stamp duty shortened down from three years to two years limit. So that, <clears throat> that was the main three categories he mentioned. It's um, sort of disappointing because we were expecting complete removal of these stamp duties, but mm. it's still retained there. Um, we will see some positive movements, such as the people able to sell who bought it in 2021. They were uh, sitting on the huge pressure in terms of interest payment. Now the market dropped, but they, they still want to get cash out. So these people will come up to sell their assets. So that, that will help. But in terms of pricing, I think we will still continue to see negative growth until next year uh, due to high, play, uh, high interest rate taking a very important or significant role in Hong Kong market. So you expected a complete removal. I mean, this, is, this was an industry expectation that is, and everybody's disappointed now, or is it going to have an impact on the house prices? 
Um, a lot of industry experts were voicing out removal of these STEM duties completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we expect the government will take the step-by-step approach because once you remove everything and market doesn't rebound, then that's the end of the road, right? You don't have a bullet anymore. So we, we knew that this will come in the step-by-step approach, but I think um, people are worried about, like, like difficult market right now and this will um the removal of half of the stem duty is not going to help much so we will still see the negative across until um this year minus five percent and next year another minus ten percent so mm-hmm. overall we will face more than 20 percent adjustment uh, since 2022 so sorry i don't understand if you knew or expected the government would do it step by step why why are you then disappointed that they do it step by step because a lot of voices were out about oh can you completely remove it so that was more market but that was a wish um, that was like wishful thinking. Correct. But, I mean, it really, the market is not really dependent on these, uh, these the stamp duties in terms of pricing, isn't it? I and mean, we've got an economic downturn. We have people leaving the city. I mean, it's uh, the stamp duties, you know, in terms of the impact on prices, to what extent is interest rate having the impact versus uh, issues like stamp duties? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but the buyer stamp duty or special stamp duty or even the, the double stamp duty were extending the demand pool because it allowed non-residential to buy, uh, non, non-resident to buy. So given we have a limited population right now, getting more demand to people can afford to buy, I think that was the key point. So um, those three STEM duties were only transacted less than 500 um, cases within September. That's the lowest, uh, within third quarter, sorry. And that's the lowest mark. Mm. If we compare five years average from 2015 to 2019 pre-pandemic, that was about 3,500 cases for all of three same duty transactions. Right. So you can see the buyer pool has been reduced significantly Mm. and that, that will help to increase the, the market liquidity. Yeah, but sure. I mean, I, I, if I take John Lee's point of view, I mean, the local residents have been uh, hoping to buy into the property market for a long time and been excluded um, to invite outsiders and, and foreigners to come back into the market, uh, taking up the opportunity and keeping the prices high. I mean, that doesn't really help the local population, isn't it? Um, in, in, a, in a certain sense, yes, but we, we were, Hong Kong was a free economy and we do have mm. a sufficient housing supply coming up. Government announced yesterday that they secure 100,000 more public housing units potentially coming in the next decade. And then private housing, they did a really good job in terms of selling land in the previous years, not this year. And that will help the uh, good supply coming up for next three to five years in the middle term. So I think the supply is in the good order. Therefore, demand side, if we continue to constrain, there will be limited turnover. So I think people expecting, or if there is more buyer, people can freely transact and that will help the market activities. I'm not really concerning about the price downtime because I think we do want affordable housing market and coming into good Good, healthy movement downward. I think that will help a lot of Hong Kong home buyers to getting onto the ladder. But right. um, what was a concern this year was we have a totally frozen activity. 
there was no nobody. You couldn't buy, you couldn't sell. So, right, exactly. Yeah. So that helped the whole ecosystem mm. from developer to construction company, real estate company, etc. Okay, I see. We need liquidity. We need movement in the market. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that was uh, Hannah Jung of uh, the Head of Valuation and Advisory Services at Colliers. Uh, let, let, let's go back to uh, James Sung. And uh, James Sung, maybe pick up on the integration with um, the Greater Bay Area. I think Greater Bay Area was mentioned something like 60, that's six zero times in the policy address. Enough, probably gonna be the, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one interesting concern is the... The, the CE want to uh, promote Hong Kong as the high education hub, uh, not just in the region, but also uh, throughout the world. The question is that the doubling up of the uh, uh, recruitment uh, for non-local students uh, uh, from 20% to 40%, that's good. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, I, I get lots of complaints from the egg university that uh, more percentage actually are uh, sharing from uh, the mainland student rather than other students from other uh, international uh, places. So uh, the problem is that uh, in order to recruit more international students, uh, I would advise the university they should uh, go overseas, for example, to go Middle East, to go to Southeast Asia, or even to go to Africa for visiting, for promotion, as well as for interview. I remember some 10 to 15 years ago, mm. in order to recruit more top students from the mainland, actually we have professors to go Tianjin, to Wuhan, to uh, Chengdu, or even to Beijing uh, for interview. So this time, if we really want to promote uh, educational hub uh, for one bell run role, that uh, uh, strategic plan for not just for mainland, but also for Hong Kong, we need uh, to be more active to go overseas for promotion. Otherwise, there are uh, uh, lots of students from mainland. I think this is not really good for international uh, university education for Hong Kong. The, reali- the reality is a lot of mainlanders are going to be continuously interested in studying in Hong Kong universities, and a lot of them yeah. are, are very talented indeed. Um, James, so yeah. if you have it on a fair competition, the, the mainlanders would don't. And you go to any university, local university campus now, you hear Mandarin being spoken all, all, all over the place. Um, isn't that just the reality that we, we have to accept? And very smart people. James yeah, Hill? but, but uh, the central government want Hong Kong to get more good connection with the Western uh, okay. uh, side. So we need to go to Europe, to uh, other parts of the world, instead just depending too, mu- too much from the mainland. I think this is important. Let's first stick with education for a moment and pick up. There's quite a bit on education. There's talk about sort of the northern metropolis becoming a um, a um, university hub and having a university of applied sciences in the northern metropolis and maybe yeah. in, even international schools there. What, what did you make of that? Yeah, I think this is good uh, because the, the northern metropolis is the, uh, the future of Hong Kong, uh, not just for more railways, more highway, but a new university of applied science. This is quite good because uh, not all students uh, need to go to research or other uh, literature, but they should be applied to uh, the new industry. They should have the skill. They should have uh, a, a good opportunity uh, for future education. So I think uh, a new university to uh, care those uh, students 
uh, I think this is very important. And that would also create more opportunity to recruit more expert and uh, professor. Okay. This is a good okay. Well, we, we definitely we, expect we're going to have a lot of students there from the Greater Bay Area, not just from Hong Kong. Okay, we're, we're discussing yesterday's policy address. Mm. If you have any thoughts, do email us at uh, backchat.rthk.hk or call us 233-88266. Reminder, that number is also a number you can speak to the Chief Executive tomorrow between 8 and 9 on RTHK Radio Free. Uh, now let's, let's bring in uh, another guest, Eunice Young, who's a lawmaker for the New People's Party. Uh, good morning, Ms. Young. Welcome to Backchat. Good morning. Uh, <coughs> one issue we haven't talked about so far, really, is the uh, $20,000 baby bonus. I mean, everybody knew that was coming, weren't they, right? It's one of the yes. worst kept secrets. <laughs> um, and those of us who are parents know that 20000 doesn't go very far in uh, raising kids. So uh, well, what's your impression of, of how much difference it will actually make? Um, I hope it will make a difference on uh, whether whether I, I believe that there is still a doubt whether um, it can it can help on uh, on the birth rate on on helping the, to boost to boost the birth rate. But I think uh, we can we can take we can take that as a bonus as a reward or as a relief or as financial relief for for those uh, new newborn babies families because there are so many expenses of, uh, when you're handling a newborn uh, like uh, formulas like milk powders um, diapers. Um, and the helpers to 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 help the mom, the new mom. So I think it's a it's a it's a good measure to um, to help the family. But um, um, also there are also other ma- measures uh, together with this, to, together with the bonus, to, together with the twenty thousand dollars bonus. So I think I hope that it is a good start to have um, mm. to have um, uh, a birth a birth uh, policy. Uh, finally, there is a birth policy that which is uh, addressed in the policy address, and uh, we hope it is a good start. Sure, but it means a birth policy. I mean, it's, it's uh, after yeah. the decision to get pregnant has been made. But how do we get people to make decisions to go and get pregnant? Uh, that seems to be where we should fall short, isn't it? Um, I still think there are different issues, different considerations for for family to to consider whether they want a newborn, mm. whether they want a baby or not. Yeah. And um, I believe that it's a, it's a complicated um, issues for for all the families. But I hope that um, these measures will help a little bit, and at least there is some there is some incentive for people to to, to uh, for, for people to know that all the families know that all the government is helping us is helping uh, the families to go through this process so um i i believe that um also for the for the for the child care service centers and also for the education issues they are all they are all need to be addressed later on but i think um for 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 those who want to get pregnant soon it, at least there is some reward and there is some help on mm. uh, from the government Yunus, i have a very different question how do you go through a policy address that takes three and a half hours sitting in, and standing in the uh, in the in the let's go chamber we should say of course Eunice young's a lawmaker you, you were in the chamber <laughs> right there. That, weren't you right I waited for three and a half hours, but I, I, I just left for one time for the for the for the bathroom break, and then I, I think I think I think the sea is doing pretty good because I see I saw that he's drinking like four or five um, some glasses of water, but without going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, um, I think everyone is doing a very good job for for the policy address, and I appreciate their effort, and they have um, actually uh, did listen to what the community is asking for. So uh, I think it's a uh, a pretty comprehensive policy address for this year. But Eunice, I mean, there's a lot of detail in there, and but what's the grand gesture? <laughs> I mean, what's the big picture here of the policy address, if you put it in a few words? Yeah, I, I think most of the issues has been addressed. Um, for example, the housing and uh, the stamp duty issues. I oh, know, lots of detail. Um, 
Yeah, lots of details. So, so I, I think as, as I what I said, it's, it's rather comprehensive this time, mm. and um, everything has been addressed for even for very little, very minor issues um, like um, um, how do we do a better town planning, which we had we had also um, uh, indicated that in in our in our recommendation that I, I think I think um, most of the issue has been has been covered. But I don't feel that there is an excitement coming out of the budget uh, in terms of the media response that people are saying. You know, I don't feel that. That people are excited. I mean, the, they're overwhelmed by the detail, or uh, it, it, it lacks a, a grand gesture. But the thing about it, for the birth rate, uh, birth rate measures, um, for the government giving out such a big amount of money from the from the government government pocket is is I think I think it's the first time for 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 individuals. So so for those who wants to have an uh, have a, who wants to have a, to get pregnant or get a new baby, it is a very very big issue for them. And although some some people will be say, oh, twenty dollars doesn't mean anything, but but think about it for from the government pocket. Okay, I think it's the first time. Um, just a small point on that: the twenty thousand dollar bonus comes into effect if you had uh, if you had your ba- your baby was born yesterday or, or later. There are going to be a lot. There going to be a lot of, be a lot of uh, slightly disappointed parents if you had a child on Tuesday. I, I what also do you think? Come some of the cases, they complain that I have my my baby born last week. Then then why can 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 it be backdated from from maybe the first of July and start from 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 a special day? But but it's it's rather difficult for the government to move it but we will we will try to to to, to persuade the government whether he can he can stay a bit little bit because oh, yeah. i i think many people suppose uh, we we all know that uh, the policy address supposed to be announced on the 18 right mm. on the 18 of july which is last week but um there is uh, the belt and road initiative uh, the forum was happened on on in beijing so it was postponed for one week right so so we we will try our best. We will try whether it can be backdate or whether whether more more babies can be covered. So you are pla- you you're planning to raise this in the uh, the Legco sessions after the policy address. There'll be a Q and A with the chief executive and the various yeah, meetings. Yeah, I, I know. I know today is a, is a good chance, but I I I I won't get my chance because I already asked two times. <laughs> I will ah. be in the in the very end of the of the queue. Eunice, the the questions you've raised. So far, no. That, uh, we, we, because we have to, we have to count the number of number of times you have asked the CE. I, I've asked two times already. Uh, I see, so, but not so related today to the will be for those who who has been only asked for one time or haven't been asked any time yet. But if you had to ask him a question today, what would you ask him? Yeah, I will ask. I will ask um, um, whether it can be uh, it can be back day. Probably, okay, that's probably. your top. That's your yeah. key topic. But you're a young mum, so uh, I uh, this is uh, yeah, this is I close to your heart. I understand the concern and the stress. Okay, and would, <laughs> if there are any other questions apart from that, what, what else would you like to ask about the policy address? Is there any area where you'd like to have seen the chief executive go further? Um, I, I think most of the issues have been covered, actually, really. But um, I think we, we have a time for the for in the last session that we will ask more in-depth questions on all the, all the issues, um, the childcare center, uh, on the location, on uh, how are the quotas being uh, be, be, be allocated, and uh, how how can more more of the um, um, like the more more families can be covered, okay. but um, um, I think education-wise, like um, people are wondering whether they can be covered for more of the more of the schools that they can have the subsidies for the schools. Like many of the private schools, they're, they're very expensive for some of the families, Absolutely. but uh, they they appreciate the 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 quality of those schools, but um, it, the, the the cost is just too high. Yeah. So, so maybe Eunice, we'll ask some questions on yeah. the education issues as well. Eunice, if I summarize 
summarise your opinion of the policy address, it's comprehensive. If I ask uh, Hannah if you use one word, what would you... Uh, uh, what Han- would you... Hannah's gone now. Hannah's right? gone. And how about James? Is James, <laughs> uh, James, so we're coming up to the news, but uh, yes, just one uh, word. Well, maybe, maybe two, or, two or three words. How would you summarise the policy address? James, uh, this is a very ambitious, uh, ambitious. policy address uh, in order to tackle many, many uh, economic and social issues of Hong Kong that need to be uh, uh, facing. Okay, thank you very much. We're going to thank you. Uh, thank you, Eunice, as well. We're going to break for the news there, and we're going to say goodbye to uh, Eunice Young, uh, the lawmaker for the New People's Party, and uh, James Sung, uh, the uh, founding director of the uh, Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Uh, but do stay with us because uh, more guests will be joining after the news uh, to continue our discussion on the uh, policy address. Of course, we'd love to hear from you. You can also you can email us at backchat at rthk. Go to our Facebook page, backchat on rthk radio free, and leave a comment there, or call us on two three three double eight two. And reminder, that number, 233-88266, is also the number if you want to speak directly to the Chief Executive tomorrow. He will be on RTHK Radio Free between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, the weather forecast is going to be mainly fine. Uh, the maximum temperature will be around 30 degrees. If we look at the outlook over the next couple of days, there's going to be occasional showers over the weekend, but the weather will gradually improve after that. Currently, the relative humidity is 79% and the temperature is 27 degrees. Warm and wet. It's 9.30. Here's Haley with the news. The United Nations Agency running humanitarian operations in Gaza says it will take a decision in the coming hours on how much assistance they can continue to provide because of a lack of fuel. Half of Gaza's two million residents rely on the agency for food. Israel won't allow fuel in because it claims it could end up in the hands of Hamas. The hardline Republican Congressman Mike Johnson has been elected Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. He's a close ally of Donald Trump and was the fourth candidate put forward by Republicans to replace Kevin McCarthy. Mr. Johnson said he would restore people's trust in the U.S. Congress. And Donald Trump has been fined 10000 U.S. dollars by the judge overseeing his tax fraud trial in New York. The former president had violated a gag order and mocked court staff for the second time. I'll have more news for you at 10 o'clock. The Occupational Safety and Occupational Health Legislation Miscellaneous Amendments Ordinance 2023 is in effect. The maximum penalty has been raised to a $10 million fine and two years imprisonment for serious contraventions. Employers, employees and other duty holders should work together to prevent accidents. Complying with occupational safety and health legislation is a shared obligation for employers and employees. Check out the new fixed penalty prices across Hong Kong. Littering, 3000 Spitting, 3000 Unauthorized display of bills, 3000 Fouling of street by dog feces or dirtying public places, the sea, or country parks is subject to an increased fine of 3000 Meanwhile, shopfront extension or illegal disposal of a large amount of wastes is subject to an increased fine of 6000 The new penalties take effect from October 22nd, 2023. Don't pay the price. Keep our city clean. Welcome back to Backchat. I'm Danny Gittings. Your guest presenter this morning is Paul Zimmerman. In the second half of the show, we're going to be continuing our discussion on yesterday's policy address. Our guest, as we continue the discussion, uh, we have Andrew Leung. Andrew Leung is an international and independent China strategist and the former director of General of Social Welfare. And we also have Silai Shan. Silai Shan is the deputy director of SOCO. Uh, Good morning, Silai Shan. Let's go to you first. Good morning. Good morning. Um, There's not a huge amount on social... What did you make of the policy address on social welfare? It wasn't one of the main themes, was it? Um, 
I think for uh, on social welfare is uh, the, the the better one is uh, the childcare. Yep. They increase the the childcare the care subsidy for those uh, uh, taking the baby sister, and then uh, they also increase some amounts for those uh, caring the disabled or elderly. Yeah, but but it's still not enough. But it's a good start, and I have an improvement. Um, but uh, I think for those uh, poverty relief is uh, those items we already know before, and the coverage of people uh, is uh, too uh, minimum. And uh, so that's uh, we hope that we we hope can see their wider uh, coverage of those people under the uh, uh, programs. And how about subdivided flats? There was a little bit more on that. The uh, chief executive Hong Kong oh, said yeah, that Hong yeah. Kong was set up a task about force. The yeah. housing policy. Yeah. And I think it's it's good to see that there's, there's a increase of land supply, um, but uh, and also they start to study how's the definition of uh, subdivided flat and why those uh, very poor conditions should be uh, erected. And I think um, uh, uh, we we but I think before the the housing, the rehousing policy is ready. Uh, we cannot do anything because if you say this, this uh, home should be closer, and then where are these people to go? So I think at the same time, they should be have the rehousing policy, so we can uh, kick out, uh, uh, get rid of these kind of poor conditions. And uh, I think it's good good start to study, and then uh, uh, we hope there also the uh, transitional social housing and not. Like public housing or the public housing, they will be go faster. And besides, I think there should be a legislation on the initial rent. Otherwise, there are less of supply, and then there will be increased rent. I think this is very important. And uh, so, uh, this is the, the, the I think the, our people, actually, those people that live in there, they, they hope they will get rid of that, but they will uh, uh, ask uh, where they, will, they should go if they, they are poor condition coast. The, so I think the rehousing policy should be have. Yeah. The chief executive, he said, this new task force on subdivided units. They're expected to come up with their um, recommendations in ten months' time. Ten months is an incredibly short time by standards. The government often does things. Um, do you think things can really move that fast? I think they are talking about ten months. It's about they have their some timetable and they have the definition of subdivided flat. But I think they should be have the registration process for those. Otherwise, it's, uh, it's hard to implement uh, to enforce people to uh, follow for for their uh, uh, instructions. That's a good point. So you ten months to come up with recommendations, then you have to write the law, and then you have to pass the law, yeah, and then implement yeah, it. Yeah. So actually, several years, Paul. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, uh, the. Um, uh, you're quite positive, and I noticed that some of your colleagues are not that positive. Sam Wong or Kai Hing is is quoted as uh, that failed to go far enough to support the underprivileged. Uh, Dick Chi Yun is, is is not very happy. He's disappointed by the policy either. As uh, Ao Young Tak Chor is he uh, at uh, at Lingnan University, he he, he says it's uh, super, it's superficial and lacked vision. Um, and people feel that the underprivileged are not really well t- taken care of in this policy address. Do you share those concerns? About you, expressed by your your colleagues. I think yeah, there are many uh, policies. They are not. Uh, 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 they they need time to, to wait. So not, not immediately. Uh, I I think unless those are birth, uh, give birth to a new baby, they immediately have them benefit. The others they need to need to wait for. For example, the <clears throat> enterprise and and also wait for the study of the uh, 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 subdivided flat. 
so we we hope actually uh we also disappointed they don't have the legislation on an initial rent and or talking about anything about the cash uh, rent uh, subsidy on the housing bureau whether it will be continued or extend their coverage mm. uh, or anything uh, subsidies that their people did they have some short-term uh, uh, measures they want to so the but lack of short-term uh, relief measures is definitely one yeah, that stands yeah, yeah, out for yeah. you but, yeah, yeah. but then we have been used to these subsidies for now for some years uh, with uh, you know with COVID, we had all these kind of subsidies coming through. There, there are none of those, so people are disappointed. Yeah, yeah. The, I think it, the inflation is very high now, mm. and the rent is also keep high. So those people they they cannot afford this kind of expenditure. So people there also expect there should be some sort of measures to help at the same time. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that was uh, Lai Shan, uh, Deputy Director of SOCO. Uh, let's also bring in Andrew Leung. Andrew Leung is uh, international and independent China strategist and uh, former Director General of uh, Social Welfare. Good morning, uh, Andrew. Welcome back to Backchat. Good morning to you. Uh, well, we've been asking our, our guests to uh, sum up the policy address in a single word. I'm sure we have one, more than one word from you, but uh, if you want to start with a single word, what, 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 what would you choose? Well, I think um, uh, perhaps not in just one single word, um, but... Um, but you can try, Andrew. Give me one word well, for... Uh, if, okay, for okay let's words. have a lot longer explanation, <laughs> then we'll try and think if we can... Uh, get well, somehow, yeah. I mean, um, uh, overall, the policy uh, address must be seen uh, in uh, meeting the uh, directives uh, from uh, President C earlier, the so-called four must, you know, the, the Hong Kong must... Um, uh, faithfully implement the one country two systems and um, um, and and also ensure the overall jurisdiction uh, of Beijing, but actually also maintaining a high degree of autonomy, uh, patriotism, um, and then improving governance, ensuring growth, and so on and so forth. And uh, against these uh, measures, I think the, the policy address has done extremely well. I see. You will look at the uh, the policy address and nearly ticking all the boxes. Okay, but then on the, um, and then of course the, the, there are uh, various main uh, areas where uh, improvements are expected, uh, not only in terms of um, of course national security, but also in terms of um, industrial development, uh, and then the merging with the overall strategy of the nation, one country, to, uh, one by one role, for example, um, and also the local problems. Uh, uh, you just mentioned the subdivided flats. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, above all, the economic growth engines of Hong Kong in the future, uh, in particular, the, um, the, um, um, the fight for talents, uh, education, um, and even um, trying to improve Hong Kong demographics um, by subsidizing the births. And as for these uh, social, uh, very social issues, uh, of course, the, uh, the policy address seems to put great store uh, on the care teams uh, in the various districts. Mm. Um, so overall, it managed to tick all the boxes. But unfortunately, um, Hong Kong has been um, in a dark tunnel uh, for far too long. And people um, uh, obviously uh, want to have a quicker uh, improvement. Um, we are not entirely out of the woods yet, um, even though we are registri- registering um, positive growth. Um, 
and you know, for, 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 for many, many months, and Hong Kong is starting to autumn. So you're very happy time, with the policy address? Hong positive growth, but I think that people remain uh, relatively not satisfied. Well, it's understandable, because mm-hmm. all these things take a lo- uh, relatively long time to solve. You mentioned the... Um, as a provider threat, and of course, a lot of these things take time. Inflation uh, penalties and 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 of course involve a degree of um, consultation. Even though the ten months is to come up with a definitive plan, including uh, legislative proposals. Right. And but I think Let's... that uh, what's lacking here uh, is, of course, the attention given to carers. Uh, of course, there are the. Um, there are various uh, kind of improvements uh, in the elderly homes. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, increasingly elderly people relied on uh, their carers. Their carers either in terms uh, of their, their own spouses who are equally old uh, or their relatives and some of them um, yeah. or their children and they've got to go to work. Um, so how do you make sure that there is a caring uh, kind of support. And what, what do you uh, want government to do on those, Andrew? What do you want government to do on those? If we fell in short, government can do uh, more on that. Oh. Uh, on on um, a uh, trying to provide some sort of um, um, assistance uh, to the carers because the carers themselves are equally uh, either economically active, uh, have to support the uh, the livelihood of the of the families, uh, or they they may lack certain skills, uh, in particular uh, elderly people who are suffering from a degree of dementia or or, or in, um, um, inability to move and, and so on. So I think that, that there is a great deal of demand for that. I see. Um, and, 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 and I think uh, overall, uh, as I said, that the policy address has ticked all the right boxes. And then, of course, address the um, frequent complaint uh, by the community that in spite of all the um, 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 a very good policies, but when it comes down to implementation, um, the civil servants uh, do not seem to be up to it. Um, I, I agree that there is a, a, a lack of, of um, um, a kind of very positive kind of attitude, especially amongst the, the middle and the lower ranking um, 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 uh, workers. Um, all they know is that they, they, they have a job to do and they've got to finish it, but there is no sense of mission. Okay. If you don't, don't let the sense of mission, um, then the whole thing can, can fall flat because the... Sure, but if it's a lack of attitude or, or is it a lack of attitude or is it a lack of people? I mean, what are, what are we lacking in government? Is it attitude? You're blaming the government uh, bureaucrats and the young people there that are working there that they have a lack of attitude or they have a lack of uh, resources? No, I think that the um, uh, it's a bit of both, really. Well, okay. um, first of all, and, and the uh, especially the lower and, and the middle and the lower ranking uh, people, uh, um, of course, they are not very um, highly paid, or even though they're paid well uh, in comparison with um, mm. uh, other uh, territories. Or, uh, I see. Okay, uh, let's uh, faces. Um, but then there is a, they, they fear that they, they can tread on various regulations, and then. Uh, even though something which is slightly outside their strict realm of responsibility, then they just, you know, ah. they, they don't 
Yeah. You want Let's creativity. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, a bit more. Yeah. Let, let me just bring in some comments from uh, listeners. A um, couple, couple of listeners commenting on the policy address. First of all, Ilna, rather positive about the uh, policy address. One I liked about Chief Executive John Lee's policy address is the focus on youth development initiatives, including plans for national education, mental health resources, and increased youth participation in public affairs. These initiatives have the potential to encourage a stronger connection to heritage and broaden perspectives. There's hope for positive change in the community. However, it's necessary to enhance and review student well-being programs with a focus on inclusivity and accessibility. Additionally, for the positioning of Hong Kong as international education hub, it'd be beneficial to attract more international students from the Americas, Europe, and other parts of the world, rather than relying on students from, so rather than relying solely on students mm. from mainland China and Central Asia. Further promotion efforts should be carried out to attract students and share positive stories about Hong Kong. And Mike, a bit less positive, in an email uh, just entitled Enough Social Service Support? Question mark. Mike says, well, $3,000 fixed penalty for spitting, $4,000 monthly maximum support for senior citizens under SSSA. That should tell you, that should help you decide what the government thinks about us older generations. Thank you very much, Mike. This Friday morning, 8 till 9, we present the 2023 Policy Address phone-in with Chief Executive John Lee joining Jim Gould and Janice Wong in the studio to answer your questions and comments on this year's Policy Address. This live broadcast will also be available on RTHK TV 31 and 32, the Facebook pages of Radio 3 and Backchat. Call in early to get in on the show, 2338-8266, to speak with the Chief Executive. As usual, we'll only be taking calls live to air, not reading out emails, but you can comment, as usual, on our Facebook page or email backchat at rthk.hk. Join us for this year's Policy Address phone-in with the Chief Executive, John Lee, Friday morning at 8, here on 3. Okay, continuing the discussion on the policy address on uh, Backchat this morning, uh, we still have with us um, Andrew Leung. Andrew Leung is international and independent uh, China strategist, uh, former director general of social welfare. We're now also joined on the line by Priscilla Leung. Priscilla Leung is a lawmaker and uh, for Business and Professional Alliance for Hong Kong. Uh, good morning, Ms. Leung. Welcome back to Backchat. I think it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Um, you were in the council chamber yesterday uh, listening to the policy address. What did you make of the policy address, Ms. Leung? Okay, uh, we're still having phone line problems with um, uh, Priscilla Leung. We'll bring her on as uh, soon as she is, is, is available. Uh, in the meantime, let, let's go back to Andrew Leung. Andrew Leung is still with us. Uh, Andrew Leung, I just want to pick up on something you mentioned right at the beginning when you said that um, the Chief Executive's policy address needs to implement President Xi Jinping's four musts. Um, and indeed, when I look at the policy address, although it's not actually mentioned directly in the policy address, um, I do see in a separate forward that was posted on the website that um, refers to the four musts. So, uh, Andrew Leung, how, how important do you see, see these four musts? Andrew Leung? Andrew Leung, are you still with us? Okay, we're having a lot of phone line uh, problems right now. Uh, let's try uh, Priscilla Leung again. Priscilla Leung, good morning. Welcome to Backchat. Hello, yes. Uh, oh, thank you. you. Welcome to Backchat. Apologies for the uh, technical differences, difficulties. Um, Priscilla Leung, you were in the uh, council chamber yesterday watching the chief executive's uh, speech. As we said, it was a very long speech, uh, uh, more than three hours. So what did you make of it? Um, in fact, I think uh, the CE... Uh, it's a record uh, uh, length, of course. Uh, <laughs> three and a half hours. It's not quite three and a half, hours, but three and a quarter. I think it reflects, it's, 
his sincerity that he want to cover as many as possible the aspects mm. of livelihood. And from the uh, point of view of the public, some outstanding matters that have to be handled uh, within his term. So I think uh, either it is a, a, a setup of all new projects, as well as to uh, cover the areas that uh, have not been done very well before. So I do appreciate his effort uh, to uh, read it out, uh, because it really covers uh, more than before the aspects of livelihood, which actually even we have to uh, study it for a long time to see which aspects uh, we have proposed before and he has accepted. So we, I, I personally discover that more than 70, 70 items I have uh, for a long time proposed to different governments before that have been accepted in this policy address, and I'm happy, in fact. Yeah. Right, okay, so uh, one thing that has attracted mm. a lot of attention is Article 23. Yeah. Article 23, we've been talking about it, what, 20, 30 years. This is the first time a uh, chief executive has ever set a timetable. He said Article uh, 23 will be finished by next year, 2024. Uh, Priscilla Lung, do you think that timetable is realistic? I think um, it is foreseeable. In fact, I think when he assumed his term, he uh, also um, had that planning that within his term right. he will finish this job. And uh, from the uh, understanding that actually the draft of local legislation under Article 23 has been taking place for a long, long time. And uh, we waited and waited until um, 2019 the chaos happened and then it triggered uh, the central government to pass the national security law for the SAR and implement to Hong Kong through Annex 3. And actually, um, I think for the uh, interests of Hong Kong people and under one country, two system, it would be much better to learn from the example of Macau that we did our job. If we could finish our job smoothly, hmm. uh, actually the community may get into a much better position and it would not lead to um, misunderstanding or wrong assessment of uh, of the, the illegal acts they may have done, and everything is clear. That actually, that is the whole spirit of the rule of law in Hong Kong. So and Hong Kong has mm. has given a loophole that gave ourselves trouble. I, I read some comments from you that if, uh, I think maybe on, you're speaking on Chinese language show, that you're saying if Hong Kong doesn't pass the Article 23 laws, then maybe the, uh, the central authorities would do it again, like the national security law. Is that yeah, correct? because it has been discussed. In 2020, whether they whether they they have to assess whether Hong Kong has the ability to do this on our own, right? And you know, in 2020, still there, the Hong Kong community uh, has not been too stable, and uh, actually, many people made effort that it would be better to leave Hong Kong uh, the the opportunity and the chance to do the job ourselves for the remaining um, offences under Article 23. Right. And it is nothing um, to avoid, no need to avoid, because, you know, Article 23, the wording is, they actually authorise and, and trust, and actually they have a lot of confidence to Hong Kong SAL to give us such chance to pass national security laws on our own right. in the world. They, actually, 
this job of national security legislation will be in the hand of central government sure. or federal government. They would not uh, assign it to a local government. And Hong Kong and Macau have been given such chance. Mm. And Macau grabs the opportunity, and they have a uh, very stable development, and they actually even hardly charge anyone. Sure. Priscilla, uh, with, they, with the, uh, the national security... They Article 23, sure. but Hong Kong, vice versa. We avoided to pass the law, and then we give wrong impression to the community that they can breach mm. the law, they can threaten national security without any penalty, and then you see what happened in But Article 23 is, is, yeah. is almost so mere formality now that we have national security law, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a chance for us to uh, pass the law, and then we can adjudicate those uh, cases under common law traditions in Hong Kong courts, and that is the whole spirit of Hong Kong system. Okay. Uh, Priscilla, you're happy with the policy address. Is there anything that's missing from your point of view? Just if you want to pick up one item where you say, this is the one that I've missed and that one I was really keen oh, to have. Uh, with, for me, it would be water quality. Water quality? Uh, yeah. Oh, water quality is missing. Have, uh, I think I may be the only legislator that led the quality improvement um, uh, well, you draw drinking water well, or uh, seawater? Uh, 12 years ago, uh-huh. uh, maybe 13 years ago, since 2010. And, uh, of course, that has been missing in this policy address. And I would continue to talk with the Environmental Bureau because I do care uh, our water quality and also the nuisance caused by the uh, smelly wind uh, from the water uh, a waterfront. We, I fought for the waterfront, hmm. um, and that had been um, selectively uh, constructed and already achieved in different parts. We still uh, did not have a continuous promenade as our dream <laughs> like to get. Well, and you know, my, my whole topic there, yeah, okay? Those, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tapping into that. But so the water quality is really the one that you think is missing as a uh, detail? This my baby project. Um, we need to improve the water quality of the Victoria Harbour so that people can enjoy fresh wind, fresh water um, along the promenade that we make effort for the next 10 years. We want to have a green promenade, we want to have very fresh air and water, and we want more people uh, from rich to poor, young to elderly to enjoy the promenade. That would be really touch hard uh, livelihood issue mm-hmm. for docking, for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. How about the Northern Metropolis? There's a lot of the chief executive talk about the Northern Metropolis a lot in the policy address, but he hardly mentioned the Lantel Tomorrow vision. It's just one very brief mention. Do you, do you think that's the way the government is moving, that the Lantel Tomorrow maybe will be downgraded and just the almost the entire focus on the Northern Metropolis? Priscilla Lone? Yeah. Uh, North West development would definitely be the first priority hmm. because the land is there. Yep. So it depends on the negotiation ability. Uh, well, I have been a mediator for these things for all my political and legal career. So you talk. It's policy and also negotiation with the existing stakeholders and the land is ready. So everyone, I think uh, we all support that. That would be the first 
priority、uh, mm. we can do. You talk with the people who hold the land and also how to redevelop those、uh, raw land, etc. But、uh, for the Lan Chao tomorrow,、uh, we do need to fill up the land. We need to、uh, reclaim the land. So、um, that takes longer time. But he also set up. Um, a starting point,、uh, and that is subject to the environmental assessment. I, I think it would take much longer time because、uh, we need to refill the land. We need to have、uh, much more job to talk about、uh, whether the private entrepreneur will come in and how to、uh, convince them that、uh, that the project will be profitable. We mean private business people. They need to look at the profit, right? So that takes longer time for negotiation, and I think that is practical in this policy address.、Uh, he talked more on the northwest development projects. Okay, but you think the landfill tomorrow should still go ahead then, just on a longer time scale?、Mm. I, I, I don't know. I think I personally would also、um, uh, observe uh, what are the expert report about the. Uh, business foreseeability,、yeah. and whether the need is as much as before after the north um, northwest um, uh, uh, new uh, uh, the development uh, has gone on, and、mm-hmm. and whether the land would、uh, would be sufficient for our housing need. So that all depend on the scientific assessment. And statistics. Okay, so、oh. serious questions around the <laughs> okay. tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much,、uh, Priscilla, lawmaker Priscilla Lung, for joining us on Backchat this morning. In in the closing minutes, we just got a couple minutes left. Let's go. Let's go back to Andrew Lung. Andrew Lung is still with us, and、um, just to、um, Andrew Lung, perhaps just to put on your、um, crystal ball and、uh, think about how things are going to unfold following this policy address over the next year or so. Well, one thing which I um、uh, we haven't mentioned、uh, on the environmental front. Uh, is the push for uh,、um, electric cars?、Uh-huh. Um, Good point. Yes, seems to be ticking against some of the boxes,、um, but what?、Uh, and also including、uh, free electricity charging facilities in car parks, and also subsidising、um, charging facilities in housing blocks. Well,、mm-hmm. that's fine. But then,、uh, if you want to uh, really uh, push the,、uh, the agenda um, um, quicker and further, particularly in regard to taxis. Um, uh, okay, well they can't always go to car parks, and then taxis are、uh, they're, they're not in private homes、uh, or private housing blocks, and then move around the, the streets. They need、uh, electric charging facilities or these、uh, very very、uh, small pillars like a parking meter,、yep. which I saw when I was in London uh, recently. Uh, they're all over the place. And then it's easy to install along the uh, um, um, uh, parking spaces and so on and so forth. So the taxis, when when they're running out of the electricity at any time, they find、uh, they find it there. And that 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 is, it, it would be um, it, it's not an icing on the cake. It is really necessary. Okay. If we want to push the. You you will push government、yeah. on this.、Uh, you will、uh, speak out on this and try to get this done. Um, well, I think that there are already、um, various suggestions uh, uh, from the community, um, um, and particularly those who, who, who want to go into the um, 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 uh, 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 the business、uh, of supplying these electric chargers,、uh, pillows, and, and so on and so forth.、Um, and after all, this, this is a, a good thing、um, to promote the 
Okay, thank you, Andrew. Look, I'm, I'm, so, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we'll have to cut it off there because we're coming up to the news. That concludes. That was Andrew Lung. We also had legislative Priscilla Lung. That concludes back chat for today. A reminder: tomorrow morning, uh, eight o'clock to nine o'clock, the chief executive will be here taking your calls. Two three three double eight two six six. I'll be back with Philip Wong for back chat right after that to continue our discussions uh, on the policy address. So join us again on RTHK tomorrow.